What's going on? Thank you so much for listening to the P3D Podcast. This is a podcast of the Pastors Church, and uh, I'm your host, Clayton Welch. With me, as always, is Michael Lawing. What's up, guys? And today we have special guest, Lily Pippin. Hey, Lily. Hey, everybody. So Lily is our, uh, she works here at the church with us now. She's on staff. She was an intern last summer. And uh, she was working a lot with the church advocacy program for um, for counseling, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, but just a little bit about Lily. So Lily is currently getting her master's degree in clinical mental health counseling from Liberty University, where you graduated from with your undergrad, right? Yes. Nice. Um, and she is the daughter of Les and Donna Pippin, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So Les is an elder here at the Passage Church with us, and also... You, you're a Passage OG is what yes. we call it, right? So yeah. you have been around, I mean, you've been here since birth. Yeah. You were born into the church <laughs> and now you're working here. Yep. Yeah. Well, not birth, I guess, since you're 21. Yeah. The church is like quite 21, but yeah, long time. So, uh, but it's awesome to see Lily grow in all these. Um, hey, pop quiz. What is the mascot of Liberty University? It's an eagle. The eagles. But okay. we're eagles. actually the flames. Yeah, I was going to say. It's kind of weird. Like, Oh, yeah. It's, it's like there's mascots like that, right? Yeah. You have It'd a, be hard to have a costume, though, for like a flame yeah. to come out. Like, what yeah. is that? It's a ball of flame. It's just a guy so that we set on fire and he runs across the field <laughs> and we put him out. So we're the flames, but like our actual mascot is an eagle. But okay. his name is Sparky. Got it. Sparky. Okay. That makes sense. Sparky. Yeah. Kind of like Sparky the fire dog. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. The Dalmatian. Yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> Eagle's way cooler, though. Yeah. Nice. It is good. But it is sort of like a... Like yeah, how do you how do you mascotize yeah. a flame? Yeah, I get it. Can't really get do it. that. There's like like the tide, the like crimson tide. Yeah, would that be one right? Or Isn't like the, the um, we were at that baseball game, the Nashville Sound. Oh yeah. And wasn't huh. what, what was their mascot? It was like a like a bull or something. It wasn't the bull. No, was, no, was, no, wasn't a bull. That was the Durham Bulls. What was it? It was like a creature. I don't remember. Anyways, I can't remember because, either. But it was because, a cool the Nashville Sound. Get it. Because Nashville, right? But like it, their mascot was not a it. It wasn't, it wasn't a trouble. It wasn't like a music note. Yeah, music, it wasn't a yeah, cool note. Yeah, that'd be kind of weird. Yeah, so I get it. Okay, cool. Enough uh, of this nonsense. No, business. no, no. So, um, so Lily, you are here today. We're going to discuss some cool stuff about this uh, thing called Anchored Hope. Yes. So, give us a brief rundown of what Anchored Hope is. Yeah, so Anchored Hope is a on fully online, fully virtual biblical counseling service. Um, I think right now, I might not be correct, but they have somewhere around 30 to 35 counselors um, that are all um, trained in different things. Um, so they have a wide variety of counselors that can suit anything that you need to go to counseling for. But yeah, it's fully virtual. Um, the counselors are um, all over all over the country, so just a cool opportunity to reach more people with biblical counseling, um, because biblical counseling isn't super popular. So, like even around here, there's not many places to get biblical counseling. So it's just a really cool cool way for our church to be involved with a counseling service because it helps people be able to reach biblical counseling um, easier. Yeah, absolutely. So it's crazy. We don't have that many biblical counseling resources in our area. So we've been trying to get this, uh, our church has been trying to get this in this area for a while. And it's something that 
we're trying to get going not just for our church and just for the people in our church but for the people in the community yeah um to be able to reach out and get that because we have some really awesome biblical counselors in raleigh yeah or north durham. raleigh or durham or durham raleigh durham that area i think that yeah. uh, it's up there so um we don't have enough to serve the, the like people in the area though that's, yeah that's right. the issue um and and we run it i run into this as a pastor uh so does matt i mean at, at my the last two churches I've, I've worked at um we like i i get you get maxed out on the people that you can counsel pretty quickly yeah so if you're serving a congregation of i mean even like a hundred people and you know if the the rate is you know let's say 10 or 15 percent of your church at any one time should should probably be taking advantage of counseling how do you do that? Like, how do you counsel 15 people Yeah. at one time? Like that's, you, you can't meet once a week. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, the time that it would take you to do that. And also like the, uh, I, I guess just the emotional connection that you would have with that many people. That's I mean, this probably, is not your full-time job, right? I mean, uh, pastoring is your full-time job. You're, you're the discipleship pastor right? and you're doing missions and you're doing all that other stuff counseling is not your full-time gig so it's hard for you to meet with those people not to say that you don't want to do it no but time wise i love counseling like i I love sitting with people whether it's like couples or you know just individuals um but yeah you there's just not enough time there's not and really it's it's less about the time issue because like i can make the time i can make it work but just having the emotional resources. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you could make the time. Not, yeah, I'm gonna not, go ahead and push back. I don't think with, you could make the time with, with all not those with like people. Fifteen, cup, but like, yeah. yeah, but like, if all the people that we're currently using at our church, Anchored Hope, like wanted, if the only resource they had was the pastors at their church, like that, we can't meet with all of them. No yeah. way, it's not possible. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. Um, what was so like? How did we settle on Anchored Hope? Like, how did how did like when you guys, when Matt approached you, cause you're kind of like, this is kind of like, like it's Matt's idea, but it's kind of your baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how did like, how did that come about? Like, like what was, how do we settle on Anchored Hope? Why, why choose them? Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure how Matt found them, but, um, we sort of settled on it just because like I said, it's, it's completely virtual, which is, um, incredible because it's easier for people to do. Someone doesn't have to drive 40 minutes to Durham, Um, and it's also, that sort of opens up like days of the week they can meet times, but also just the fact that, um, they have so many counselors that are specialized in so many things. The Mm -hmm. opportunity was just too great to like pass up. So uh, I think people might be asking if they're listening, obvious hole in this online counseling in, in your, in, in my experience, in your estimation, like, like what, how does totally virtual counseling are there downsides to that yeah um and yeah there are definitely downsides and anchored hope addresses them um but obviously the the downsides of virtual counseling are you sort of lack that connection that you would have with in-person counseling right um and then to just with that comes you know maybe facing loneliness and things like that, that you wouldn't yeah. necessarily have to face with in-person counseling. So, so there, so we've got the virtual counseling thing going on, right? So how do we, how would we combat, I guess that the, the negatives, like what are we doing 
uh, with our program at the church that would say like, all right, we're going to help out in this, in this virtual counseling. So you're not just meeting with uh, somebody online yeah. that you never see. Like, how do we... Because like, if you're online, like my thought is, if it's totally online, like how does that person know? Like, how do, you know, how do you get traction yeah. with that? Yeah, so Anchored Hope, like I said, does a really good job of facing those issues and, and combating them through the advocacy program, which they launched here, which is... Um, it's just a program where people in our church are trained up to be advocates, which just means that they're they're meeting one-on-one with people in counseling, so counselees, mm-hmm. um, and just being a friend to them. Um, right. Like we said, you kind of lack that with virtual counseling, so the advocacy program gives them an opportunity <clears throat> to stay connected in the church um, and be rooted in the body and just have someone that they're meeting with consistently through the counseling process who's right. there to cry with them, walk with them, um, encourage them with scripture, with prayer. So advocates are are just a friend who is there to support them through this journey. You don't have to be like a, you don't have to be like a trained counselor. No, not at all. Yeah. It's right now we have around eight to 10 people in our church who are just, they attended the the training, which is just basically where we tell them what an advocate is with. Yeah. Yeah, There is some training that goes along with it. You're just not you yeah, know, you don't have a degree in biblical counseling, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So that that type of counseling is coming from Anchored Hope. Yes, and then to follow up to be somebody that's there for them, an advocate. Uh, that's what our training, the training that you give them, mm-hmm. helps them. Yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sense. we just give them the training, and then um, and then they're they're ready to go to be paired up with people. So, like, what kind of? I mean. What what kind of counseling would you say, uh, like, give me just a spectrum of counseling thing. I mean, obviously, we're not going to say, spe- we, don't, we don't do specific well, like, what, like, what are the- but just what, what type of thing would somebody reach out to Anchored Hope for? Yeah. Um, it's really cool, actually. I suggest everybody to go to their website um, and just check it out. But um, Anchored Hope specializes in anything from just work stress to um, abuse. So it can be if you're dealing with anxiety and depression, if you're dealing with marital issues, if you're dealing with trauma from abuse and sexual abuse, if you're dealing with stress from work, um, stress from parenting, anything like that, um, they suggest um, reaching out. And their website has... Did they have... You were mentioned they have a bunch of different... Do each of those counselors they have, they have 35 counselors. Do they each kind of have a like a, an area that they prefer to counsel people. Yeah. So when you, like I said on the website, you can, so you can go and you can choose those areas and it gives you counselors that are trained in that. Um, and you can also just click on the counselors and it'll say what they're trained in. So you can like, as you're filling out like the intake form, Mm -hmm. it's like you, you kind of say like, what are you here for? (laughs) It's like kind of like, it's like an, like you walk in the office Mm -hmm. and be like, you're here for counseling. Why? And yeah. you kind of like, yeah. like list it out and they'll, they'll try and like pair you with. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you can also cool. like each counselor has a little bio about them. So you can also read about oh, them and yeah. say, Ooh, I want this person. And they'll. Cause something in their story might. Yeah. 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 I've felt that as like when I've counseled people and when I was Sammy and I did some marriage counseling, um, right after I graduated seminary years ago, we weren't really having like any, there wasn't like an, an issue that we were trying to deal with, but we just felt like, you know, it's been a tough five years, like full-time work, full-time school, raising three children. Let's, uh, let's just go do some counseling, see what falls yeah. out. 
and we ended up uh, connecting with a guy at uh, a place all the way in Durham. So it was an hour drive for us every week, yeah. which is where this, like when, when Matt was talking about anchored hope, I was like, that seems great because yeah. like the only place I know to send people is like 50 minutes away from yeah. where we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, I feel like I connected really well with, with the, with Tony, the guy who counseled us. And then I feel like I'm always able to counsel people better when I feel like there's some commonality between yeah, some type of connection. Exactly. That person's going to open up more too. Cause like, cause there's like, they, you they feel, feel like that they understand, it. right? Yeah. yeah. You feel they understand where you're coming from. Like you've been yeah. through a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's not the exact same thing, but like you've had a similar experience yeah. like in your childhood or in your past or whatever. I really felt that way with, uh, Christianity. Okay. Like, uh, in general, like when I started going to small groups, mm-hmm. Man, I was real hesitant. The only reason I went to small group, I'll go ahead and say it right now. The only reason I went is because I was trying to date Melissa, who's my wife right now. Hey, valid reason. And she had Evan- invited it's me. It's called dating. Yes. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go. Right? So I went and I was just like, these people, I don't know about this Bible study thing. And I got there and everybody were, they were like normal people and they like had the same issues. And like, I'd be like, you don't know where I've been. And they're like, eh, we got a good, you know. Yeah. You're not unique. You're not as unique as you think you are in your problems, you know? Yeah. And so that, that really helped me open up Mm -hmm. to them. So I can totally see how, you know, having whoever's counseling you, being able to connect with them on that level will help out. That's cool. It's cool that they do that. I mean, that's just really thoughtful. Yeah. So, um, dating. Did you, were you, did you do the evangelating thing? I brought in. I did not. Okay. All right. Uh, well, let me let me say this. I didn't know if you were brought into the fold that way, because many of us are. I was not. I got saved, and then I uh, had no clue what I was doing, because I didn't like have like really no one in my family was like walking with the Lord at the time. I just didn't have any. I was like, what do I do? Uh, you know. And so, but there was this group of of people in which there was also a girl that I did start dating, and her family was really helpful in my walk with the Lord. So I don't know if that's evangel dating. Cause like I was saved, but like I was also still a knucklehead. So, I mean, you're still a knucklehead. I don't know what you raise a really valid point here. Okay. I, mean, I need to reevaluate my whole life. I mean, we're both still knuckleheads. <laughs> really? If we get down, I've get got down truly, to it. not truly stopped being an idiot yet. Right. So, yeah. I, I just, I, I think, um, I think that's, that's, uh, it's just important to have those connections with people. And I just like that yeah. anchored hope does that. So what's the, um, I guess I just have some questions like, and I'm thinking about like folks who are listening what um what does it like the intake process like how does how does it work like getting paired up with someone like what if it doesn't work out like mm-hmm. you kind of like sit down you have a session with you know with Joe and like Joe's not really your the the best person but like Laura is like a really you make a really good connection with like mm-hmm. Joe's dumb and he doesn't listen but <laughs> Laura is awesome no I'm sure they're all really professional <laughs> right so they would all do a good job it just might not be a good connection right, right. Yeah, yeah. like sorry. how does that how does that work sorry Joe I didn't mean to say that <laughs> Joe's great I don't yeah. think Joe's a real person um yeah so the intake process you'll fill out obviously all your information um and then usually they sort of let you look at all the counselors online and pick who you want to be with. Um, but if you need help, you can email them and they'll like sort of help you out, find someone who maybe you would match with. And then the first session is usually an intake session. So they're just getting all the paperwork, asking why you're here, things like that. Um, and at any point is to to make the, make a good connection from the very get go. Yeah, absolutely. But at any point, if you are like, Hey, 
I sort of think I'd like this person better or I sort of think I need to look for someone different. Um, really in any counseling situation that's yeah. common and it's something that happens and it's, yeah. they'll help you yeah. move on and find someone else. So just as we're talking, like this is less of a question, just like something I'm thinking that might be really cool about, um, about using anchored hope, like this online resource is it seems really daunting. Like if you were someone who, you know, you've got some stuff going on, you need mm-hmm. someone to talk about someone, talk with someone about it. You need to work through some sort of, if there's something that happened in your past or something you're struggling with now. Like, it seems like being able to just jump on the computer and, like, kind of start that process mm-hmm. is a pretty low barrier to entry. I don't know if, like, yeah. if that's a part of the design. Yeah, it's definitely a lot less daunting than in person, and I think that's one. Because, like, in person, you have to, like, make a phone call. Yeah. Talk to a human. And I'm feeling like... Dude, if, you have to do a lot. Yeah. It's tough. Cause and then th- you have to set up the time. Yeah. That's a big thing, because... Most, uh, I mean, adults are like, this is, yeah, no shade at we, like we Bridgehaven, got, but like we went to Bridgehaven in, in Durham right? and it's a dang process. So yeah. we're not, I'm not throwing shade at that either, either, but that's what great. I'm thinking of because, and it's, they're, they're doing what they can, but they're like, Hey, we work during the day. And I'm like, well, we work during the day. Yeah. Well, one of us has got to give. Yeah. And like, ah. It should be the people who want my money. Yeah. <laughs> but, Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> that, they did great. But that was what, that was a barrier that we ran into. It's because, like, I mean, my wife didn't. She was like, well, I can't take off. I can't take off work and go. And I'm like, yeah. well, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? So this would be an excellent option. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of, yeah, it's really, really nice. It's a lot less daunting. I did counseling my last semester of my, um, when I was getting my bachelor's degree. And it was terrifying the first couple of times. Honestly, every time. Because you're, like, stuck in a room with another Yeah, and it's just, met. like, yeah. It's just terrifying, especially the first time because I'd never been in counseling before. And I was like, what is going to happen? And then you fill out. It's just, yeah. Like, do you need to read my palm? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do we do? Yeah, but, um, yeah, it's definitely a lot less daunting <laughs> online. It's easier to get on your computer and join a call so. than yeah. drive and... And honestly, like, well, and maybe this will be a plug for someone who's listening, who's like thinking, who's like on the, on the edge. I feel like if you were to do, like, if you're, you're like, I know I need to talk with someone. I'm not sure about the online thing, but also meet with someone in person seems nerve wracking. I think it can be a good bridge to the two. Cause like sometimes just talking with someone about what's going on, like, even if it's just someone like a counselor online, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, you know, on a computer screen, it can kind of get that like kind of get the ball rolling. It's like there's a log jam, you know, mm-hmm. in your heart and your mind. Yeah. Cause if you're like, like, like if you're like feeling depressed or anxious, um, or suicidal, like it can be like, you, you're not thinking clearly. Yeah. And so, but if you can just like, all right, I'll talk to this person one time and we'll see what happens. Like sometimes just getting, getting the, getting the, the flow going again yeah, absolutely. can really open up doors for you to start talking with friends and family mm-hmm. that are close to you. Yeah. And talking with folks that you're in church with. And um, so, yeah, I, I just I think there's so much potential with it, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't require like the costs are really low, too. That, that was something I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, what's like how, do, how does the like how does it cost? Like what's what does normal counseling cost? Like so just because in my experience, like you guys, did you guys go to Bridgehaven? We didn't end up going because of scheduling conflicts. OK. So when we went, they had like I think there was like obviously it's donation based and they're cause they're supported as a nonprofit, but it's like, uh, it was like 150 bucks. Like was the suggested. Yeah. It's a suggested, but like uh, donation. other counseling is like, it can be two, $300 yeah. like per session. I remember, Yeesh. I remember 
I did some like counseling with like not a biblical counselor, but like just because I had some crazy childhood stuff going on. My mom tried to take me to this lady to make me talk to her, and she was kind of weird, and I didn't like it. But. Talk to the lady. <laughs> Tell her what you told me. <laughs> you think you're joking? That's exactly what happened. And so I'm just sitting there, and like. You like start saying something. Your mom looks at her and goes, see, you see what I'm dealing with? He's a knucklehead. The the lady did kick my mom out and she wanted me to just talk to her, which was way worse. Yeah. You're like, you just took away the only safe thing in my world right now. (laughs) (laughs) Not loving this. But I remember, I I can't, I I feel like I remember my mom, like, and this is in the early, like late nineties, early two thousands. And it was like hundreds of dollars then. For like, and this was like a, like a psychiatrist, like, like, you know, kind of like person. Yeah. Um, so it can be really expensive. How does, how does Anchored Hope work? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, it can be super expensive depending on your area. It can be 200, 300, $400. Um, Anchored Hope is 90 a session, mm-hmm. but they also, um, give churches who are partnered with them a really cool opportunity to serve their members by um paying for counseling so right now at the passage counseling is 90 dollars. but if you um sign up through us we can give you a code if you're a member and we pay for 60 and mm-hmm. you pay for 30 a session yeah. which that's is, a legit deal yeah that's i like mean just think of. you just said 200 to 400 dollars yeah. versus 30 dollars yeah 90 yeah. percent discount yeah 90 percent discount yeah uh, so it's a really cool opportunity that anchored hope gives churches um and a really cool opportunity for us as yeah. the passage to be able to serve and i just just the whole model is so cool to me because like yeah. it's the finance part of it it's like taking advantage of the flexibility of doing stuff online and like anchored hope can do it cheaper because they don't have to they don't have to have office space yeah you know what i mean yeah. like that's so, like just being in a building that's five ten thousand dollars a month Who knows? Mm-hmm. and then you have to like you know like pay for electricity and computers and all those people still but like this way, the overhead is lower for them, so they mm-hmm. can offer their services for less. Um, and then they they realize they already say like, "Hey, we know online counseling; it, it naturally has a hole in it mm-hmm. in the fact that it's not face to face." So they they have the advocacy program, which they rolled out, which um, I think is just a great way to bridge that gap. And yeah. it's done through the local church, which is the natural partnership, right? Because mm-hmm. you're doing it through a church to get the discount. That church is also going to pair you with an advocate. And you can also, like, let's, let's think of this, because I was thinking, let's say someone wants counseling, but they, they also aren't sure about the advocacy thing. Can they then say, like, hey, I know someone who I would love to be my advocate. Can they go through the training and be my advocate? Is yeah, that- absolutely. So our hope was um, originally just that people in our missional community groups would be trained mm-hmm. so that... And we have done a pretty good job of that. We have a lot of people from different MCGs so that when someone is in counseling, mm-hmm. they can look at a list of our advocates and say, oh, well, they're in my missional community group. I know them well. I'm comfortable with them. But yes, absolutely. If uh, if you want someone to be your advocate, um, they can go through the training yeah, and, that's and really get cool. paired up. It's really cool. I think it's really cool that... that um, people who are getting counseling can also like reach out to someone and say, Hey, like do the, uh, will you do the advocacy with yeah. me? I just think that's like, yeah. man, what a cool, what a cool, like natural bridge. Like they come, they reach out to us and they're like, oh, I'd like to do counseling. And they're like, um, okay, we'll pair you with the advocate. They're like, actually I was thinking so-and-so would be like, cool. Well, let's, are there, if they're not on the list of trained people, we'll get them trained. Yeah. It can happen. Yeah. And we can absolutely. Happen, so, 
that's really neat. I just I just think it's good. Like that's that's really how the the body should fun- like the body of the church should function for one another. Yeah. That's kind of like the model we have here, where like we want we want like stages to count like the first line of defense against like against someone falling away or someone struggling or someone just running off the rails is the people that are in you or that are in your life, like your D group or your missional community group. Um, you know, Bible studies you're a part of like, that's the first line. And then there's like pastors and elders and then there's like anchored hope. And yeah. you know, there's like, the, there's like multiple gates that you have to kind of go through before you can just drop off the face of the yeah. earth. Yeah. So. And that's actually anchored hope calls advocates, like the first responders. Yeah. Um, so they're cool. the people who are first, like they're, um, there for for people who are hurting and in seasons of I think Clayton liked hurt. that because he's a first responder. I'm a fireman, <laughs> but you also respond first Edward, most of the time. Edward called me the second responder. <laughs> what? Because poli- because he says the police go in first. Really. Well, in some situations, that's unfair. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like them being first responders. That's yeah. just, I think that's in line with like what we see yeah. biblically. Right? Yeah, is yeah. how to how to escalate things yeah. and um, yeah, we we were having a, a, some prayer for. A family recently and and all the elders and some of their families gathered together to pray for them and, and that was just so cool but like it was also neat because just the people in their lives before they called you know more people in they mm-hmm. were already being ministered to by the folks in their life and yeah, so that's kind of kind of what we see like we, we used in that in that session we were using um james the very end of the book of james james chapter five kind of gives some advice for like if someone's sick or suffering or spiritually unwell, like James kind of walks them through. James is so pastoral. I love it. And he's like walking them through how you should deal with it. And he kind of gives that like ramping up the resources, like start here. Yeah. And then if, if you need more, go here. And if you need more, do this. Yeah. And it's like kind of gives us a good model for how we should, how we should handle stuff like that. Cause everyone struggles. Like I had a, I had a, a pastor friend of mine that said, that used to say to me all the time when we would meet, he'd be like, Hey, it's okay to not be okay, but yeah. it's dumb to lie about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, yeah. Ooh, I like the addition on the end of that. Like when people just, when they say it's okay to not be okay, you know. But it's dumb to lie about it. I like that. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. why I like it. It's dumb I, to lie about it. I've heard that it's, I've heard, I've heard like it's okay to not be okay. Like, oh, I know it's okay to not be okay because we're all not okay. Yeah. But none of us are talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And that's what he's, he's like, it's okay to not be okay. It's dumb to lie about it. So yeah. like, so shoot me straight. Like, what do we got? What are we dealing with? Let's do it. Yeah. So I love it. So with this program, uh, with the advocacy thing at the passage, I think we initially we had no idea if people were going to use it or not. We had somebody, we had Brian Walker from Anchored Hope come, and I think he did such a good presentation. Like I was so on board with it afterwards because he was just like a real guy. I felt mm-hmm. I felt a connection to him. I was like, man, this guy is like he he was legit and and open about the downfalls of what could happen with virtual counseling, just like you did. Like, mm-hmm. but. Talked about the advocacy stuff, talked about the benefits of biblical counseling and everything. And I was like, man, this is pretty good. And I think he did an excellent job that day. He came and spoke at the church, but we were still unsure if people were going to use it. And then we opened up the code, I guess. We started getting people, man. And people were just like, yep, I'm in. I'm on board. Crazy response. Yeah, crazy, awesome response. shows you the the level of need, right? And for us, I mean, I don't know the exact numbers that are going right now, but like total... Again, it's like it's like a ten percent kind of thing. You know what I mean? It was a lot. It's a lot of people. Yeah, and not and that and not to say that uh, all the people at the passage are just all of them need counseling. They're all messed up because, like you just said, we all got some problems. But it's like normal stuff. And this is an excellent resource just to reach out for normal stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's normal. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think I think the vast majority like and there's something I, I don't even know how to describe it because it's not cultural because uh, but there's just a lack of a lack of transparency currently yeah. um, that and, and I don't know how to like there's I think that is a little bit cultural though like it is something cultural to say like. Oh, you're going, oh, they're going to counseling. Oh, yeah. something's wrong with them. Okay, because that happened to us because I told people when Sammy and I started doing counseling, we had just started, we'd been at my last church like maybe six months, and everyone was like, oh, is everything okay? I would immediately think yeah. that. Right, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we're good. We just, we just want to have someone just check up on us, and they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one really Let us know if you need anything. <laughs> yeah. We'll make a meal train for you if you yeah. need like, it. We're 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 good, but like and and I was like, man, I don't I don't ever want to do that. I want to be like when someone says they're going to counsel. I'm like, awesome, yeah, because it is awesome. Yeah, because I I don't think we have that, like, like as a what's cool is and, and this is and I hope I hope certain church leaders will take a take a, a lesson from this, but like the um America like Western culture American culture at large was quicker to the mental, spiritual, emotional health game mm-hmm. than the church was. Because mm-hmm. the church's response traditionally over the years has been like, Pray about it. Christians can't be depressed. Pray yeah. more. Yeah. Like I yeah. heard, I've had a, I had a pastor say that to someone one time, like mm-hmm. years ago. They're like, how, because I was like, I was telling someone that I was struggling. They're like, you can't be a Christian and be depressed. I was like, okay, that's, um. Like, yeah. That's incredible. That's incredibly dumb. Yeah. Cause like, that's just not how it works. Yeah. And that might, maybe that was that guy's experience, but that's what we've done. We've just read like, you know, we, what happens is leaders, leaders get put into a position because they're the people that are resilient to stress. Generally speaking. Right. Right. If you're a leader, you're resilient to stress. You have to be. And so then they had, they impute their, their experience as normative to everybody mm-hmm. and say like, I'm not stressed. You don't be stressed. Just do better. Mm-hmm. Do more. And this is not just in church, but like, just be more like me, you know, yeah. don't be stressed. And like, that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. Like different people have so very, so many varying life experiences, so many different like metabolic and endocrine things going on. Like some people have just, you just, we don't all operate the same. We all have different emotional personality traits and things like that. And so then what happens is you develop a culture of squash it down because no one else is struggling. Yeah. And if you're struggling, you're the oddball, mm-hmm. but like, that's not true. And so that's where transparency, like I always try and be hyper transparent, probably too much about my struggles with like just the ups and downs of dealing with like anxiety and childhood trauma and depression and like all those things. Like I, I always try and share that with people because I want people to know that like, even though I am, I have I'm a spiritual leader at the church. Like, I'm not immune to this stuff, mm-hmm. so why would anybody else be? Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's silly to think that uh, you don't, like, that That struggle and challenges and difficulty doesn't ebb and flow in your life. There's going to be yeah. seasons where you're doing great and doing amazing, and there's going to be seasons where you're filled with anxiety and depression and stress. Yeah. And, and sometimes just being reminded that, like, hey, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to come. It's going to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. What's well, so, going to stay the same is the truth yeah. right yeah. that Jesus is still lord and like that's what I've had to learn to grapple with over the years is like like just remember to look back at like like a lot like the name of anchored hope is like what's what's the anchor it's Jesus right yeah. cuz he's immovable and you might view him as like at, from a further distance at times but like he never changes and like the truth yeah. that you are loved and accepted and bought by the blood of Jesus 
it ne- that that never changes. And so that's always something you can anchor yourself to that like, hey, no matter what's going on now, I know there's going to be a season coming up where my orbit brings me a little closer to Jesus. Yeah. And, and it's not going to feel this way. It's not going to look this way. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say, I, let me back up real quick. So just a minute ago when we were talking about you know what people do and I was, or what people say when you're depressed and you're like just pray about it i i do absolutely believe in the power of prayer right so that is a thing yeah. but in what we were the in the context we were talking about how people yeah, just we were earlier yeah they're, they're just like well you're just not praying enough you yeah, know there's right. other things you can do that's all i meant by that uh, well, but, so, it, but that is a thing it's like it's the heart of like just do more yeah. Yes. But like, it, whatever you're doing is not good. Yeah. Do better at life. You're just like, all right, that's not super helpful. But. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, what you started to kind of bring up there about uh, having to remember, like, step back from your emotions and step back from the situation, detach yourself from the situation and look at it as an over, overall thing and sort of like, remember God's faithfulness, right? How does. We're not psychiatrists. We can't, we're not, we don't do the medicine thing. We, we, we can't prescribe that kind of stuff. Not that we're, I'm, I'm against that, but I'm just saying you are an expert, I would say, in your field, I guess, of, of biblical stuff. That's terrifying. That's terrifying, right? <laughs> but speak a little bit about how, how, what's going on with the, the enemy attacking us in our thoughts when that, so like he's trying to make you not focus on remembering God's faithfulness. Right. He's trying to get he you caught you to remember, in He wants to remember you. He wants you to remember a part of the truth, not the whole truth. That's how crafty the enemy is. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's never just an outright lie. It's a distorted truth, right? Just, just like what we see from Satan in the garden, right? Did God really say that? Right? And then he takes most of what God said and then just flips it on its on its head. Twist it up, Yeah. yeah. That's what that's and that is I think that's the essence of sin, right? It's that's yeah. that's the forgetting part that we do. And so we remember I'm a sinner, uh, I'm not worthy of God's love, I don't deserve anything that He's given me. Like this thing that's going on is totally my fault and I deserve it because deep down I'm trash. Yep. And those are lies. Yeah. Well, they're also partly true though. But they're overwhelmed by the fact that like if if that's all there was was you and god had had no consideration for you those things would be true right but in the gospel the refrain that jesus sings over us is like yes but i have have died on your behalf right right, right? Yeah. but god in his grace and his mercy like that's that's the beauty of it and so it's remembering the whole truth that like Yes, the things that the that the accuser, which is another name that the Bible uses for Satan, the, the other thing that the thing that he does is he wants to accuse you of things that are true, because if they weren't true, he would be like, "You're a murderer," and you're like, "I don't, I've never, I mean, man, I, you know, like that's not yeah. that's not that true, yeah. right?" Or you know, um, but it's this idea that he's going to accuse you of the things that you're already kind of afraid to admit to yourself. Yeah. But that's where the, the gospel is so, is so cool because God, it, you know, Romans 5, 8, while you're still in your sin, Christ died for you. Like knowing full and well who you are and what you have done, like God has already made this ultimate sacrifice on your behalf so that you can be restored to him and restored to one another. Right? You, can, you can be redeemed. So that's, that's, what, that's Satan's tactic, right? It's, it's that half-truth. 
yeah. and then accusing you with it and, and trying to get you to forget the whole truth, which is that the unconditional love demonstrated for us in Christ on the cross and that it is, it is by no work of your own that you're reconciled to God, but it is completely by faith in Jesus who's done all the work on your behalf. Yeah. And that's what's great about biblical counseling because the foundation is the gospel. Yeah. And the foundation the truth. Yeah. The foundation is scripture and the foundation is the fact that while we were sinners and while we were trash and all these things, like you said, Jesus stepped in our place anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then biblical counseling is also really cool because it gives you ways to combat what the devil is telling you. It gives yeah. you ways to fight against what you're struggling with. Um and so you get all these tools so that when you're struggling and when you're feeling worthless and shame, because shame and guilt are different, you, you have these tools to, to combat it and to, to work through it. So um, Yeah, that's cool. Well, so where can people find these tools? Yeah, so um, you They've listened can, to the podcast, they're in. Yes. They have, they're <laughs> like, I'm, what's my next step? Yeah, so... Um, we have a form at the passage um, when you want to go through Anchored Hope Counseling that we would like you to fill out just so we're kind of aware of what's going on. Um, so yeah, if, if you're a member of our church and you want to go to counseling, please reach out to me, Lily Pippin or Matt. Um, How do they do that? I have an email, Lily at the Passage Church. Lily, you is it two L's or one L? It's two L's. L-I-L-L-Y at thepassagechurch.com. Yep. Or you can reach out to Matt, um, or you can come up to us in person and tell us, and we'll we'll get you connected um, from there. Um, someone from Anchored Hope will reach out and help you find a counselor. So okay, awesome, good deal. Um, anything else about Anchored Hope? Not really that I can think of. I feel like you covered it really well. Yeah, they would yeah. be proud of you today for representing so well. Yeah. I mean, you're representing the passage, you know, yeah. you're like our advocate for your anchored hopes advocate to the passage. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It's, it's a great, yeah. It's a great resource. Great tool. I'm excited that we're partnering with them. So for sure. Michael, what you got, man, I just can't encourage people enough to, to reach out. Like there's, you're going to put your ten- tendency is going to be able to put your, to put yourself, you know, isolate yourself. You know, you're going to get discouraged. You're going to back away. Like I've seen it, if I've seen it one time, I've seen it a hundred times. Like people are like, uh, like they admit to not doing well. And, and, but their response was, I'm going to stop putting myself where I know God's grace is administered to me. Uh, and so you don't see him on Sunday. You don't see him at MCG. You know, you don't see him, uh, you don't see him around at all. Cause they just hide, hide away thinking that like, I'm not, I'm not worthy. Yeah. You know, I don't need to be around, but like, no, what you need to do is lean in more. Like the church is the place for this stuff. If anyone has given you that impression in the past, don't ignore it. Like that's not true. This is the place to to come and get those resources yeah. and have people that can speak truth over you and point you in the right direction because you, you don't see how frequently this stuff goes on, but we do. Like yeah. I do. I know, for I know sure. that everyone's struggling with the exact same thing you are. You think you're the only one though. So I just can't encourage people enough to just reach out, just say yeah. like, I mean, and, and like, you'll see this in culture now too. I love that where it's like, Hey, just, just reach out to someone, just talk to someone, go get therapy. Yeah. Like, cause the dadgummit, it works. Even just talking with another unsaved person helps an unsaved person. Like, that's how cool that is. Right. Like, what if, what if you were talking to someone who believes the truth, can speak God's word over you, can keep you connected to who you are, 
right? And who you and who God sees you as, right? Man, that's that's just like the next level. So yeah, nice. So reach out. Well, cool. Well, hey, Lily, I'm gonna put you on the spot. I need a music recommendation or a book recommendation. Oh gosh. Yep. Um, what my... you been jamming? What if she's got both? What if she has both? You can give both. That would be. I mean, go above and beyond. Well, I have a book. Be a little extra today, Lily. For sure. Say a book recommendation. Yes, okay. I have a book recommendation. I actually have a couple. Um, oh, she's reading two books. Yeah, yeah, couple books. The first one is. Um, hold on, let me just pull it up so I make sure I say the right thing. I don't want to give people the wrong. How's that? Like, I feel like she was expecting this. Like she's got it pulled up over you. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, Instruments in the Redeemer's Hands yes. by Paul David Tripp Great is a book. phenomenal book. PD2. Um, it just talks about people who need change helping people who need change. I mean, Man, that's, that that is a good one. Yeah. Uh, PDT, I like that. We use yeah. a lot of PDT here at The Passage. Paul okay. David Tripp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, another great book is How People Change by Timothy Lane and Paul David Tripp. Um, it okay. just sort of talks about how people change. It's right there in the title. Um, yeah, okay. I think I read that one years ago, but yeah, it was good. It was like um, walking you through like methods for moving, helping, like giving testimony and methods for how people yeah. can go from where they are to yeah, where they absolutely. where they need to be, like spiritually, emotionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet I bet uh, instruments in the Redeemer's hands. That is got to be required reading for any biblical counselor. Yeah, it is required actually. Even for, I'm not biblical counseling, I'm clinical mental health, but how people change and instruments in the Redeemer's hands are both required reading, so. Nice. Yeah, clinical right. mental health, so explain clinical, briefly, <laughs> clinical mental health versus uh, yeah. the counselor. Yeah, um, I'm lucky enough to go to an institution that is uh, Christian, so. Liberty Flames? Yeah, go Flames. Go Eagle, um, <laughs> Eagle Flames? <laughs> so, um, I... In clinical mental health, at, at every institution, it's going to be different, but I'm really lucky that in ours, um, it's still rooted in biblical truth and in scripture. Um, but the difference basically is that, unfortunately, it's harder to get a job in uh, institutions like hospitals and prisons as a biblical counselor than a clinical mental health counselor. Um, and so... I want to work in an institution like that, and so it just made more sense to go clinical mental health. But just Got because it. I'm not biblical counseling doesn't mean I can't integrate um, biblical worldview into my counseling sessions. So nice. That's pretty much the only difference. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, hey, Lily, thanks for being on the podcast yeah, today. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, Michael, thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I like being here. It's good. <laughs> Yeah, and thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, if uh, you liked what you heard today, give us a rating on Spotify or iTunes or whatever you're using to listen to us on. And uh, share it with your friends. And if you have any questions, reach out to us. Let us know. It's our first name at thepassagechurch.com. So Clayton or Michael at thepassagechurch.com. Lily with two L's. Lily with two L's. (laughs) Or Matt with two T's. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Matt with one T is just like like what you put in front of your door. Yeah. So, there's that. <laughs> the doormat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We got to get out of here before we get in trouble. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the P3D Podcast. Bye.